always got pixlexia, okay? This all on you? This all on your cow? Welcome, foolish mortals. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. The reference here is very obscure. Welcome to the Obscure World of Disney. You're listening to the Obscure Disney Podcast. It's our belief that no detail is too small, no character cameo too short, and no quirk too strange to be celebrated. And with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, why not get an annual pass wherever you get your podcast from or find us at ObscureDisneyPodcast.com. And see all of our fun patches at DisneyPatch.com. Love Disney <laughs> Mickey's boat. Mickey's got a boat. <laughs> he almost got a boat. Now, uh, Steve, have you been on a cruise? Only one. Just the one? With you. With me. Yeah. Just that one. How did you enjoy it? Do you like being on the ocean, on the water? Yeah, I think I did. I mean, it was super fun. Had a great time. Mm-hmm. Loved loved all of it. It was. We had a lot of fun. The, pl- the problem that we had is we didn't really like where we went necessarily. The ports weren't as much fun. Uh, it's not that we didn't like where we went. It's just that... Um, Sometimes getting on and off the cruise ship is more hassle than it's worth. Yeah. And unless you have a a, a very specific reason for getting off the ship, uh, if you want to go see something or do something specifically, sometimes the journey off the boat is a lot of work. We did have some friends that did the Mediterranean, right? Up through like Rome and yeah. Italy and a bunch of fun places like that. Mm-hmm. Now that would be a phenomenal experience. Well, Alaska would be a up. great experience. Alaska. The Caribbean. All of the Caribbean. We could have been like Pirates of the Caribbean. What? Mm-hmm. Yo-ho. No, that's not. Yar. Yar, that's right. How does the Pirates of the Caribbean song go? Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Okay. <laughs> you were singing it. You Good. got it. I got it right, folks. You did it. I got it right. Um, I've never been on a Disney cruise, however. Um, oh, that's a good point. I understand that they're slightly different, uh, whatever that means. Um, I have a friend who works on the Disney cruises, and they seem to very much enjoy them. Uh, but what we're talking about today isn't just a cruise. No. That's not what we're talking about So here. much better than a cruise. Yeah, I would think it would be better than a cruise, personally. Um, we're talking about the SS Disney, which um, is a project that I honestly didn't know what you were talking about. Isn't when that you shocking? It up. Yeah. Um, because I thought you meant the cruise ship. Right. But it's, it's but no. not. No, back in the 90s, there was a, a Disney party of some sort. And there was at an admiral, an old navy admiral of some kind. Old navy, like the the store. <laughs> you got free t-shirts just for pretending to the party. <laughs> but there was a, a navy guy, and he's like, "Hey, Disney folks, uh, I have an old um, a navy vessel that you guys can have and turn it into a theme park if you would like." And they were um, having a good time at the party. And next thing you know, the next day they showed up and said, "We are doing this." We are making a Disney theme park on a boat. Well, and here's, it sounds crazy to start with, but I understand it a little bit more after hearing why they thought this might be a good idea. Yeah. And that is, you know, it's not easy to build a park everywhere. Yeah. There are a lot of areas that are very crowded, very expensive, uh, sometimes not always safe, sometimes 
you know, there's just a myriad of reasons why a park may not be able to go into a specific area. And with a literally mobile park, can you even imagine? Uh, they would be able to bring the Disney experiences to different ports and allow people to experience that and give Disney lots of money in the process, right? And I do have to say that when you do see a huge uh, cruise ship of, is a good example, mm -hmm. the cargo ships are other examples, right? Mm -hmm. When you see those, you're like, holy cow this is the size of a city yeah it's, it's a small city i mm -hmm. so your mind it is amazing what you can build afloat on water right right um it just seems crazy before we get into the details i just have a couple points about building this on a boat yeah um just a few just a couple points uh i think it would be interesting to uh study the effect of the ocean on attractions um hmm. salt air is usually not very good for mechanics uh the constant movement of the ship i think would be an interesting thing to worry about with stress points on rides oh, uh, yeah. connections on roller coasters you know that kind of stuff um and i'm sure there are much smarter people than me that have figured those sort of things out for like cruise ships and stuff because cruise right. ships have all sorts of stuff on them now where yeah. it's not you know dangerous so i'm sure someone would have figured that out but i just i think about hearing about people on cruise ships that are rocking and rolling and try to think of what that would do to an attraction in right. that situation now to be f with that though the idea was going to be that this big cruise by the way and it started as a uh, as a navy aircraft carrier aircraft carrier yeah but they quickly elevated that to a um oil tanker right um and it was going to have five levels that were going to be you know under so to be the top level and then the five below right and um going to be pretty big and it was going to go from port to port and then when it got to the place it was going to be it would set up shop there for like three or four months basically right, right? Mm -hmm. and so at that you would pretty much be able to control the environment a bit more because you're not on the open ocean sure you'd be essentially at you know you'd be at port Right, but there is still movement that happens even at port. Yeah. And, you know, moving is always an issue when it comes to those sort of things. And then you are exposed to the elements 100% of the time out on the ocean. Like That's true, yeah. So just food for thought, I guess, trying to think of how they would manage to do that. I just wonder if like the gift shops would all sell Dramamine so you wouldn't get sick <laughs> while you're you on the rides on the boat somehow, you know? Yeah. And very fun. Very fun thought. We've been on uh, the cruise ship and we know that off, not often does the ship move enough that you're like, whoa, you know, like it doesn't happen very often. Most of the time I barely could tell we were moving. Right. So again, the bigger the ship, the harder it is to get it to move around. And so I'm sure, like I said, someone smarter than me would have figured this out, how to keep it very sturdy and very safe. And even when you're at port, you're behind the seawalls. And so that also protects the waves a lot. Yeah, but I don't know that a lot of ports are set up to take in an oil tanker into a place where the public can get to it. You'd be surprised. I would be. Because... Yeah. 
a lot of those places are very industrial and there's not like massive amounts of parking nearby and it's not there aren't shuttles set up like it would have to be a whole no, new infrastructure set that would up. be very interesting too yeah and it really does almost feel like uh, a little bit of the carnival parade you know or the carnivals that come into town oh yeah yeah, yeah. right every day everybody gets every summer yeah it feels a little bit like that mm-hmm. <laughs> like, on a Disney's, much bigger scale yeah disney's just gonna pull up into your port for a bit and be like there for a few weeks yeah uh fun they had an interesting setup for this um before we get to the attractions with the crew setup, I thought was interesting that they would have a small crew, a smaller crew that traveled with the whole setup. Yeah. From port to port. So those would be, I'm sure some sort of management capacity and engineers and safety oh, that'd be people. Such a fun job. Oh, I'd love it. Would you love that? Oh my gosh. So much. All right. Fun. I love telling people what to do uh, for, short being periods, bossy. Yeah. for short periods of time and then moving on. <laughs> So those people, um, they they didn't, I don't remember them specifying a number, but I'm sure it'd be a couple hundred people that would travel with the ships in yeah, general. Be, I bet that's right. Um, but then they would hire all locals for the time that they were going to be in port, uh, which I think is a great idea. Yeah. Uh, it gives money to a local economy. Yeah. Um, it also... Uh, helps with the language barrier when you're in non-English speaking areas. Oh, that, that's a very good point. Yeah. Um, and it also helps kind of ingrain the culture into Disney and vice versa. You know what I mean? It does. I uh, can see that. Sometimes it's hard. Um, even just the culture on the two coasts here in America is very different. Uh-huh. And so uh, when you go to the East Coast Park, uh, Florida, it's a very different experience than going to the West coast park in California. Yeah. And that comes a lot from the locals. It comes from the local flavor of the area. It comes from the local, uh, social scene. It's just different on both ends of the, of the country. Well, and with Florida, uh, what is the number? 25, 35% come from, uh, overseas Mm. from Europe and different places. It's a high percentage. You mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost I'm, nobody's a local uh Florida resident that Right. Goes, but um, I'm talking about like the the crew that works the park. Oh, right. It's a little different in each park. Even those feel like they come from all over there. Well, that's true too. But Disney does their best to kind of keep it all regimented and have give you a consistent experience every time you're there. Yeah. But there's just there's a there's a human factor that you can't train out of people. It's you know. true. Do you know what else I really loved about this idea of having multiple levels below deck that would be turned into amusement parks and things as well? Uh-huh. Is that, you know, we talked a bit about it when we were talking about Disney Quest, these indoor buildings, and I've seen other parks. There was a competing park that was opening for in, in Disney um, in China that's owned by the people that own AMC, you know, and it was all an indoor theme park, mm. um, all with inside a box. And so you would take escalators to go from place to place. So it almost felt more like a mall than an amusement park. Sure. You know? yeah. And then they have a lot of the attractions and simulators that we see in parks today. But the fact it just didn't feel like a theme park because it was all inside a building. Right. I love that this was a combination of the two because the fo- the the mock-ups that we saw the like the top level was honestly going to have like an iconic Disneyland theme park look. Yeah. There was going to be a Ferris wheel and there was going to be the um 
there was going to be the small world and the Disney castle was going to be there right on top of the right on deck, you right. know? And you're Do like, you think they'd finally give Ariel her castle oh, on the SS Disney? This is the best <laughs> one ever. That makes so much sense. Right? Oh, it's so perfect. Yeah. If they could do Ariel's castle, even if it, like, obviously I think the undersea castle would be amazing. Yeah. But e- even if they did, like, Prince Eric's castle on it, I think it would be cool. But I think the undersea castle on the SS Disney would be the best. Oh, so perfect. Yeah. That would be worth going to. it. Oh, I love this idea. I love this so much. And what's great about it is that that central area that we're talking about that is kind of like the Main Street area. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it would technically be a main street, but it's kind of the main hub uh, would be under a protective like glass layer. So mm. um, it would always be kind of a safe space uh, for weather and things like that. Yeah. Like Paris, right? Like Disneyland yeah. Paris does that now. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, they would have basically a midway of attractions on the upper decks uh so awesome such a cool idea uh and they they did talk about some things that um i think would make sense for instance you mentioned they were going to have small world up on the upper decks yeah um but they were going to adjust it so that it was an omnimover system and not a boat system oh i guess yep because i i again i go back to the oceans a little unpredictable you don't want to be carrying tons of water around a bunch of electronics out on the open ocean yeah plus trying to control water on a control uncontrolled water as well yeah right yeah. like the physics behind that i don't know if it's even possible yeah so it would be a dry ride on the ss disney which i think would be fine um really the boats at disney probably just slow it down more than anything and yeah. you can probably get a lot more people through small world on an omnimover system anyway uh-huh i bet that's true I love that idea of having an omni mover. Oh yeah, I think it's a really good idea. Um, they also, of course, would have like uh, a Mickey house where you could go meet characters, specifically Mickey, I assume. Right. Because uh, Mickey has to be there. He has to meet all of his fans from all over the world, and a lot of people would probably want that. Yeah. And we should say that the boat was expected to have a capacity of about 10,000 people, yeah. and they were going to switch it out twice per day. So there'd be like an, an, a morning one from like whatever it was, like eight to four, and then another one from like five to 11 or whatever it was going to be. Okay. Something like that. So they could sell it out twice per day if needed. That's a nice idea. Right? Well, and then the upper deck um, was going to be separated basically into two parts, they said. It was basically going to be a fantasy land, and then the other side would be like a tomorrow slash adventure land. Oh, that sounds great. Which, um, you know, those are both really important for a Disney park. Um, I have a list even of Ooh, the attractions that like would be lists. in them. Yeah. So uh, if you went towards the Fantasyland side, they would have the carousel, which is obviously a must. Yeah. Um, I believe that would probably have to be covered just by the yeah the way a carousel works. It would be covered. Um, it says old the old mill swirls, which I'm assuming is kind of like a tea party teacups sort of ride. Right. Um, Peter Pan's flight the line would probably be just as long on there as <laughs> everywhere else it is. Um, Winnie the Pooh ride, because Winnie the Pooh is very popular internationally. Right. Uh, you notice some of these uh, 
these attractions are based on things that are more international heavy than just Americans. Yeah, which is definitely fair because oddly enough, the boat was never expected to come to the United States. Right. We weren't ever going to see it here. It uh-huh. would be all other ports of call, basically. But what I thought was interesting is they said they would it would be like years between visits. Right. So it would be like three to five years before it would go back to a, a port that it was in. How cool is that? So like... Well, it's sad, but it's cool. kind of sad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it says there would be beauty, the Beauty and the Beast adventure, which I don't know if that would be a dark ride or a stage show. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, they would have a replication of Rapunzel's Tower. Oh, that'd be fun. Which is nice. Right now, all she has is a bathroom down in Florida. And those are very important, by the way. They are very important yeah. bathrooms. Uh, they would have the Dumbo Ride. Spinner rides, mm-hmm. go figure. And uh, they have those small on stockpile. They're just sitting right. There. They just have those. <laughs> Legitimately, it, if anyone wants one, they just have them ready. I joke that they have a special where it's buy ten get one free because yeah. they have so many of those rides. Lots of spinning rides. <laughs> um, and then Small World on that side, of course. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, except for the fact that uh, oh, the next part when you talk about the next part, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it says. It would have a version of Space Mountain. That sounds crazy. Which um, the information that we were watching said that they might have ixnayed the Space Mountain and changed it to an Indiana Jones themed oh, poster. Oh yeah, that would. Um, which I'm in more favor of personally. See, we're fighting this out now, right? Because <laughs> it's our favorite ride, it's duking it out. Actually, some of the mock-up drawings that I saw for the Indiana Jones ride mm-hmm. does look cooler than, and you can you can already see Space Mountain for us, you know. True, and but the thing about Space Mountain is it's very easy to overlay with new things since yeah, it's mostly true. lighting and sound. Yeah. Whereas Indy is you're stuck with Indy. That's very true. Um, it would have, what do you know, a spinning ride, an Orbitron. Another one. They need two. Got you got to have two. See? <laughs> uh, it would have Flynn's Arcade, which I'm not really sure why it would need an arcade, but it's, I guess it's just a way for people to spend more money. Um, a Wreck-It Ralph video game quest. I think that's probably more like a VR type oh, thing. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, it says the Tron Cycles would be on there, which wow. would be incredible if that how was in the true. world were they thinking of doing that i have no idea uh the buzz Lightyear laser game that makes sense and then some sort of stitch live stage show see and i do thing. love this idea though because it'd be easy to not easy but it would be fantastic to be able to adapt those to a crew you know to a, a space yeah and you could do it very easily you know in my mind, I think it needs to be its own independent standalone building. But no, you could easily put that on a deck of a ship or with inside the bows of a ship. Right. I Fairly easily. The thing about it is, is like I always think of roller coasters as taking up a lot of vertical space. Yeah. And so you think, how are they going to fit that on a ship? But if anyone has been, even been around a cargo ship, you see how massive they are. Right. And the oil tankers are bigger than those yeah that's a good point so i mean they would probably have a ton of space to work with uh what's interesting though is that the crew that traveled with it wouldn't travel on the ship Mm. they would travel on a separate like oh that's right like a sleeper ship i don't know like a i'm not sure how big that boat would be but they would travel separately from the actual uh, carnival ship right 
Um, <laughs> copyright carnival, I'm sure. Uh, and then they would also have a fireworks barge that would travel with them. Oh, geez. So that at the end of the evening, they could have their signature fireworks show. Shot off from a side. So yeah. everybody could be on the top deck watching it. Yeah. And that's what would be sad about the uh, first group that comes here in the morning time, the eight to four. I hope that ticket's a bit cheaper because you don't get the fireworks show at night. Oh, that's very true. So that'd be a problem. Yeah. Well, and it also would, though, a lot of times with the parks, the land parks, it's difficult to justify bringing younger kids to the park because it's very expensive. Right. And you want to stay all day, but sometimes all day isn't right for your kids. Right. And so sometimes parents will push through regardless of the fact that their kid is probably not really wanting to. Yeah, you did that to your brother. (laughs) He loved it. (laughs) He just fell asleep a couple times. Um, And you just, you know, having a half day, a mandatory half day may be better for younger people or teenagers who apparently can't make it a full day at at an amusement park. (laughs) I do love that. Uh, yeah, because he drove you to the park that day, right? No, I I'm drove just kidding. us to the park. I'm just kidding. What? I'm just kidding. Uh, but um, I do wish that they, I almost wish they had offered those t- tickets at a land-based park already, you know, that would be a discounted price. Like, There's just no way to enforce it, unfortunately. You know, like you say, oh, you're buying a half-day ticket for the morning. How do you get them out of the park in the middle of the day? You can't. You know what uh, I mean? That's a good point. So... You could just float around. They do it with a hard ticket in advance a little bit, but yeah, but that that's in the later in the day. Those those people come in later in the day, yeah. and then they have the the bands on. Oh yeah. So and then if you don't have the band, then you're kicked off. Yeah, they could do the same thing with the ship if they needed to. Apparent, you know. Yeah, that's true. They could probably do that. If they had to rather than kick every anyway. Fun fun idea though. It's a good idea. It it never happened. Um, as and as far as. We know, especially now, it's probably not even on the on in the cards to possibly happen. Um, right. They essentially said that basically it just they just backed off of it and became a cruise line instead. Yeah, is basically what happened. Well, let's be honest. A cruise liner is easier to maintain than a floating carnival. And it's a it's already a proven concept. Right. So they already know that's going to work. Right. Um, I did wonder how much they were thinking they were going to charge people. I'm sure they didn't even get that far, but I was wondering how much would what you would charge somebody and how much would it cost to build such a thing? Right. Would it be cheaper or as much as a full park? I mean, it would have to be more expensive because the setup would be, have to be vastly different and all unique for the specific build out. Right. Potentially, but you wouldn't have to put any grand massive hundred million dollar coasters on it either. No, that's true. And everything that, that all the other stuff, but every, but all of the coasters would have to be Retro one of a kind unique for that specific setup. So it can be whatever it is. I'm sure it's going to be astronomically expensive because that's yeah. how Disney does it. Right. <laughs> that's what they do. Right. But, uh, it's, it's not happening. So don't, don't start looking for your nearest port where it can, uh, handle an oil tanker. Yeah. Uh, because it's prob- it's not happening. Wouldn't that be funny to fly to South America just to go to the park? Yeah, that would be interesting. That'd be fun. Yeah. They might do it one day. Maybe one day. But it's like I always said. S- said? <laughs> How many times have I said this and I just messed it up? Three. This is 301. 301st <laughs> times the charm. 
Uh, it's like <laughs> it's like I always say, nothing makes Splash Mountain more wet than being on a boat while on Splash Mountain. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.